0: Welcome back to Out of the Bubble. My name is Rachel Peru, and you are now joining the fourth series of Out of the Bubble podcast. I can't believe in the last two years I've interviewed over forty women, and I now have another jam-packed lineup full of inspiring women, all with a story to tell. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. So good okay. morning. This morning, I am really excited to end the week um, on another high talking to somebody that I feel like I've really got to know through social media. And I think places like Twitter can often get quite a kind of bashing for, for being quite a destructive place. But actually, I found some really positive influences on my life and really inspiring women. And so I'm delighted to be joined by Siobhan Daniels this morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning. It's, finally, it's lovely to finally see your face and to actually talk to you. I've spoken to you so much over Twitter. I feel like I know you.
0: I know, likewise. And I can't wait to find out everything that you are up to. I think it's fantastic. For anybody that doesn't know your background, last year you retired at 60. What were you doing before you retired? She <laughs> Yeah. I was working
1: for uh, the BBC. Um, I worked for BBC Radio for 10 years and I presented programmes and reported and produced. Um, And then I moved to television in um, BBC South East today in Tunbridge Wells. Um, And I worked there for 20 years um, reporting and producing news. Right. And then I finally retired.
0: Now, did you retire? Were you looking forward to retiring or were you approaching it with a bit of trepidation of thinking, what are you going to do?
1: Uh, a bit of both, to be honest. Um, I was really looking forward to actually retiring because I'd been talking about doing what I'm doing now for so long, travelling around Great Britain in my motorhome, but also going through the menopause. I had a really hard time. I had a really hard time in the newsroom with people understanding um, the menopause and with me understanding what was happening to my mind and my body. Because when you're working in news, you you really do have to be on the ball. Mm. And when I started feeling anxious and remember things, and I honestly started thinking, am I getting Alzheimer's? Because Mm. I just was so on the ball before, and then I lost a grip. And of course, my bosses started questioning my capability of doing the job at times. So all that, the combination of that, the combination of witnessing a lot of ageism with younger reporters and younger people I spoke to, when we'd have news meetings, we'd be sitting there and they'd talk about pensioners and retirees and 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 over 50s. And I'm sitting there sort of approaching 60 going, excuse me, I'm nearly 60. I don't, you know, you're not representing me and a lot of my friends. Mm -hmm. So I just got it in my head that I need to get out there and and spread the word. And it's really strange because I'm doing it at a time when so many women actually are doing it. And I've, I've connected with so many fabulous women on social media during lockdown um so that's basically why i did it um, and i retired and I, I just want to challenge ageism yeah fantastic.
0: <laughs> and you're so right you know the, the, the social media and um, the media in general and advertising portray particularly women in retirement in just such a different way to really somebody in their who i imagine to be in their 80s they portray in their 50s and 60s and it's really damaging isn't it
1: it is and i don't think they they really appreciate how damaging it is and and i have to admit i was in the newsroom putting together reports and you just anything to do with elderly and old even as passionately as i felt Mm -hmm. you would go for just anonymous shots and you did go for the feet shots and the hand shots and everything because we had this belief that you know if it was an elderly person they may have passed away and we didn't want to cause distress to relatives or whatever if they saw images of their loved ones Mm -hmm. so that was the sort of thought process behind it but we've moved on so much more since then and so many women like you and me um, are willing to let our images be used to represent women of our age so they should um, pick up on that a bit quicker than they are doing I
0: think. So you said that you'd had this idea for a while where had this kind of desire to go off traveling around around UK on your own how long have you had that idea in your head?
1: I think I've always been a bit of a gypsy in my head. I love traveling. Um, and I've, before I was a journalist, I was a nurse for nine years. Okay. Um, and when I was nursing, I used to do different courses and then take three months off and travel around India and Nepal and Israel and places. And then I had my daughter, who's 31, Sammy. So I stopped all the travel and sort of concentrated on being a grown up and a single mum and working hard. But it was always in my mind. So when my daughter went to university, I took a gap year from the BBC and packed a rucksack and went around the world on my own oh, wow. um, traveling. And it was then, and I, oh, it was brilliant. I loved it. And I met so many people of, of different ages. I just felt ageless and fearless. And, and I, I did lots of talks when I came back going, ageless, fearless, you can do it too. Yeah. Um, and I did parachute jumps and all sorts of things out there. But during that time, I got the idea of when I retire. I need this kind of freedom. And then I thought, I, and then I became more disillusioned with people working hard to go out and buy stuff that they didn't really need. And it meant that they had to pay for all this stuff and they couldn't spend time with family and friends. And I just was realizing the importance of my family and friends. And I didn't want all this stuff. And I thought, all this together, I can get rid of my stuff. Buy a motorhome, go travelling, meet amazing people, and also spread my word of sort of challenging ageism and and images of what older people can do. So that's that's where it came from. And I kept talking to people in the newsroom about it. And as it came up to my retirement, they kept going, "You're really going to do this, aren't
0: you?" Um, I think. Yay! I just think it's fantastic doing it. I was going to ask you about that. What did your friends and family think? oh they all
1: they know I'm crazy and they think I'm crazy but they do like the idea of what I'm doing and I've got loads of people who are sort of queuing up and saying if I drive to the nearest train station they'll get a train up and then they can spend a couple of days with me I've already done it with a few people two of my closest girlfriends I went to the Yorkshire Dales and we had a fab time and we went up to the Lake District and we did a girls trip we've been friends since we were 18 um, and then I dropped them off at the, the station and then they went home again. So a lot of my family and friends are going to do that. And on the fourth, when the lockdown finishes, um, my brother and his wife, they have booked in the slot next to me and my sister-in-law's booked in with her motorhome the slot the other side. Oh. My other sister and her husband are in a tent. My daughter and her boyfriend's in a tent and um my brother's son and his partner are going to be in a tent so we're all getting together as a family because That's- sadly my, my niece died um in march and she was only 33 and we haven't been together since then so it, it's nice that we can all get together and just hang out so yeah. i'm looking forward to that
0: oh that'll be such a special weekend when you set off you said yeah. you set off in september so i guess by the time lockdown had come you were well into your routine weren't you and traveling around and having that freedom so what happened when lockdown happened how did that make you feel? To be
1: honest I felt really scared I felt really anxious um, because there was a lot of negativity about motorhomes and campsites and and I'm actually sort of this is my home for for whilst I'm traveling and I, I didn't know where to go And luckily I'd come to this site at the beginning of January before I went up to Scotland and I got to know the owner and my sister lives just a couple of miles up the road so I headed back here when everybody was saying within the next few days it's likely there's going to be lockdown Mm -hmm. and he was great and he said to me look you can stay as long as you like you can't come and go but once you're here you can stay but then the neighbours weren't happy that there were motorhomes on here so they phoned the police so the police actually came knocking on the motorhome door and I was thinking what if I get chucked off where do I go what do I do so for the first couple of weeks I felt overwhelmingly anxious and I felt um rudderless you know my plan and everything I was doing it was coming together and uh, magazines and people were contacting me and wanting to do features um about me I'll I'll put a little plug I'm in Simply You next week and I'm in Platinum Magazine
0: I love see you
1: <laughs> yeah platinum 's in the i think it 's the or September issue i 'm going to be in but things you know and I was building momentum and people connecting with me, and then all of a sudden it stopped, and I felt really hard and then I was so lucky there 's a couple that had come all the way from New Zealand and bought a motor home and were going to be tra- be my neighbors, so they have i 've been able to connect with them and they 've been a tremendous support to me i couldn 't have done without um, Helen and Steve. they 've been brilliant.
0: I was going to ask you have you felt lonely during this whole process of traveling on your own or have you always just made you know new connections with people?
1: I think I'm really fortunate I'm the kind of person I don't feel lonely very very rarely I feel lonely Mm. um and usually I don't think it's loneliness it's a sadness when my mum died last year I I felt a kind of I think what is loneliness but I don't feel I love my own company Mm. I do and I go and seek out people and, I'm, and I, I've been so lucky that Helen and Steve are the kind of people that have got the, the same sarcastic sense of humour as me. And I bought a little fire pit and, and I've been lighting little fires so we can sit, obviously, at safe distances. And I came out my motorhome one day and Steve was playing Prodigy's um, Firestarter on his music system. <laughs> and they just take the mickey out of me but they're there as a support as well yeah. um, and also Roger who owns the place him and his wife and his children they sort of it, there's masses of land and they come down again at a distance and chat with us and we'll all we'll have a bottle of wine so it, it's been nice and my sister she at the very beginning used to buy me food parcels and and leave them at the barrier um now she can come in and sit at a distance yeah. but uh, she used to say she was doing meals on wheels for the elderly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so where are you heading next? So now, now the lockdown's starting to lift, where where are you planning to go next?
1: Well, funnily enough, my anxiety sort of raising its uh, ugly head again a little bit because I'm not sure how people are going to perceive motorhomes and, and travel people traveling around at the moment. Because a lot of places, Devon and Cornwall are saying, we don't want tourists at the moment. We don't want, in Scotland, we don't want you bringing it in. So being on my own, I want to sort of be sensible. And, and so I'm going to stay here a couple of weeks after lockdown finishes yeah. and just see what's happening. Yeah. See how people are behaving, you know, and, and, and check it out. But then I've got to get my motorhome service because it'll be a year then that I've been on the road so I need to go to Oxfordshire get it serviced and all the checks done um, and then I want to head down to Kent to catch it with lots of my friends and then head to Devon and Cornwall.
0: I guess the beauty of this is you don't have a time scale anymore do you?
1: No, my, my, I said at the beginning my plan is to have no plan mm. and I was in a relationship when I started um, started off doing this and my partner couldn't get his head around it he used to say people were asking him where I was and he used to say I don't blooming you know where you are and and I would and he sort of wanted me to have a plan he wanted me to tell him what I was doing next and I used to say my plan is to have no plan I lie in bed and I th- look at maps and I think oh where haven't I been where do I fancy going google campsites near so and so and that's what I did when I went up to Scotland and I loved Scotland I can't wait to go back up there again
0: I think it's just that freedom, isn't it? The fact that you can just choose exactly what you want and you don't need anybody else to to run it past. You can just come and go, it must be so liberating.
1: It is liberating. I mean, obviously, it would be lovely to do this with somebody else. And, and to, to you know, I'm not saying I want to be on my own forever. Yeah. It would be lovely to have somebody else to do it with and experience some of the views and the sunsets and sunrises that I've seen. I mean, I'm that crazy woman in my gym jams running around fields and campsites when the sun's rising. I just love it and I, I, I see all the, the mist and everything in the morning and I just think, I'm so lucky I can do this. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if people think I'm crazy. Um, but I, I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing. I really am.
0: Oh, I think it's... I would, husband husband. Would to do it. Yeah, my husband said, don't get any ideas. <laughs> ah! No,
1: Rachel, you must join me for a couple of days at some stage, though. We really must.
0: Yeah, I really, really would love to. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, have yeah you- I want you to I film that. it as do it sorry what was that what have you learned about yourself along the way have you learned anything
1: uh yes i've learned a lot i've learned um i've learned actually i'm not quite as strong as i thought i was emotionally and i think lockdown has taught me that um i do feel that anxiety um i thought i was kind of ageless fearless and but so i felt that but also on the flip side i felt I can overcome a lot of things um, and I, I, I am a strong woman and I hope I'm an inspirational woman to other women to, to go out there and, and try and have adventures and not to be where society seems to think we should be at 60. Yeah. Put yourself where you want to be. Don't be where society wants to put you. And yeah. that, that's what I'm trying to do. And and I want to sort of inspire women and give women the opportunity, you know, if they want to meet up with me and do a couple of days, have an experience, you know, I'm willing to, to do that. Yeah. I'd love to do that and meet new women.
0: Yeah.
1: So I hope I've inspired people. And oh, the, yes, the, I the think people he's... I connect with on social media seem to, to they motivate me as well, which is yeah. what I like.
0: I think it's break, like you say, it's breaking down those barriers. After you finish your tour, how do you plan to kind of get that message out there? Are you going to start doing talks? Are you going to write a book? Have you had thoughts? So,
1: yeah, I mean, ideally, I would love to go into schools and talk about ageism.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I think it's so important um, because when, the, just when they go into the workplace, because ageism is is... Um, any age, people can be ageist against you. Um, and so, you know, young girls going into the workplace, the way that they're perceived by the elder workers, and I just feel there's a lot to be discussed when they're in the sixth form age. Um, so I'd like to go in, I'd like to go to women's institutes and talk to people. Um, but that's what I'd like to do is just go out and spread the message of being an adventurer, talk about my gap year when I went traveling around the world um, and running my marathons and climbing Mount Melange and different things that I've done um, and then this trip but also write a book yeah. about it.
0: I'd buy it. Well, you've had a fascinating
1: <laughs> <life>. <laughs> it's finding publishers, it's finding people, you know agents and things. I don't know how to go around that thing but all I'm doing is documenting what I'm doing, how I'm doing and then I'm going to have to concentrate on pitching it to people.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I want I want people to read. I think social media is another good thing for that, though, Siobhan, because if you put out there and say, "Listen, this is what I've done. This is what I'm writing," does anybody have any contacts, publishers? Chances are, somebody in your social media network could be able to give you some good tips as well.
1: That's true. That's true. But I still think it's funny because I'm I'm out there and in your face. I think with a lot of things that I do, but I'm a bit embarrassed or nervous to sort of ask for help. On things like social media I definitely need help with with my social media presence on things like Instagram and, and, and posting things and how I post I'm sure I go the long way around it and I'm not sure how to put links in and do things and I'm not in a position to go on a course at the moment you know with moving around um, so if there's anybody out there that wants to help me with that I'd be grateful <laughs> and you can come and stay for a weekend free
0: <laughs> you're on <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's the
0: plans for the rest of the day then
1: um the plans that my sister um hopefully is going to pop down but it's started raining the heavens have opened and um, we've got three more days i think of solid rain we've had glorious sunshine yeah. um so hopefully my sister and her daughter and the little nephew they're going to come because he wants to see the box that i live in he's four oh. so he said
0: you live in a box with a bed <laughs> I know so you've
1: gonna... done a lot of cycling as well, haven't you? Oh, do you know what? I bought this e-bike thinking I'll just use it to tootle about. Mm. And it's the best thing I would say to anybody. Don't bother with other bikes. Get an e-bike because I've been travelling hundreds of miles. Mm. I've explored all this area and around Lancaster is beautiful. I used to just head straight up to the Lake District and think oh I'm not sure Lancaster's anything. I have been in every nook and cranny and the rivers and the castle and it's so beautiful on my bicycle and when you get tired and there's a big hill you just crank up the battery and you're up the top (laughs) and I'm off again. So yes I'll probably go out on my bike a bit later even though it's raining I've got waterproofs so I'll probably go for a little cycle but I'm loving that. I love the e-bike.
0: Brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you this morning, and I'm so excited for everything that you're doing. I think it's brilliant. And we need more women like you um, in the press, and I hope you get as much coverage as you can because I think you are so inspiring.
1: Oh, Rachel, that's so kind of you. And I've loved talking to you. And I'm inspired by you as well. I love all your modelling and and all the things that you portray. So I think women like us, we need to get that message out there that there's life after 60, life after 50, life after 70.
0: Definitely. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you in the future and meeting up with you properly. Oh, definitely. Safe travels and I'll be watching, seeing what you're up to. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Thank you all found Siobhan's story as inspiring as I do are really love what she's doing and love hearing about her journey and her travels um if you'd like to keep up with everything Siobhan's doing you can find her on all social media platforms Instagram Twitter Facebook shove on shove off that's S-H-E-V on and then shove off and she writes a great blog as well and, and it's really interesting to see all the people that she's meeting along the way I will be back next week with another dose of inspiration for you uh, you can also find me on Instagram Rachel Peru one and you can catch up with all the podcasts that are out of the bubble and check out my new website but in the meantime keep being fabulous